spinning around the symptom. What's this about? What do we mean by this? Happened to me the other day, Scott, looping around, um, making assumptions. Over to you. <laughs> You've just, this is perfect. You and me could just chat because you're giving me all the answers here. That's exactly what happens when we spin around the symptom. Okay. We, a couple of things happen. We lose track of the unconscious moment, which is a very common thing to do, especially when you're new. The biggest thing, and I fell into this as well, that's how I know it's a problem. You started to believe what your client was saying. Don't do that. Okay. Now, if you catch yourself spinning and you just can't break, it's like, oh my God, I just can't figure out what do I do? But you've caught yourself doing it. Great job. Because that's usually the hardest thing. Sounds like AA, doesn't it? Got to admit you've got a problem. Catch yourself there. That's the first step. By the time we do the two days of Mac training, you can use a Mac question, which basically starts the conversation again in a different place, but under the same context without having to say, you know what? I've screwed this session up. Can we start again? You probably can't do that with a client. So Mac allows you to sort of restart without restarting, if that makes sense. But spinning around the symptom is common when you start believing your client's problem. You start believing their excuses. Your own stuff comes up because you listen to a client's story. And what do you start to do? You start to empathize. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Oh, I want to help you. I really do. That's a very, very hard place to be a therapist. Why is that the case? Why should we? Sympathizing is fine. Why don't we want to really empathize? Any ideas? Trying to solve. Exactly. And as Tony said, we try and fix it. And I get it. We want to fix it. Because really, that's what we're being hired to do. Very, very hard to fix a client's problem when you're when you've got a veil of your own shit over your eyes, as in, if I had this problem in my life, I wouldn't stand for it. Very, very hard to be creative when you're trying to fix it. I mean, think of the pressure. Like if I said to you, Ivan, I'm a smoker. I've been a smoker for 50 years. Fix me. Do it now. Although we're having a joke, your mind goes blank. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. It's like, oh, oh, oh. It's very hard to be a therapist in that place. So instead of trying to fix it, which spins around the symptom, get curious as to, I wonder why that problem exists the way it does. Because I know thousands of people who are not smokers. What's Ivan's problem? Why is he a smoker? Because it's not universal. Does that make sense? Has anyone found themselves spinning around the symptom? I would say it's the most common thing that happens in ACH. You got to catch yourself first. You can use Matt questions tomorrow to get out of it, but all in all, stop believing what your client says. So let's define what I mean. How do we know the difference whether our client is lying to us consciously or giving us the right information unconsciously? How do we know the difference? How do we decipher that information? The speed of the information. Speed of the information. So let's use this in a context. If a client's talking really, 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 really fast without thinking about anything, what part of the mind is talking? Conscious. Conscious. Now, tomorrow, we'll include, if it's part of the venting, 
we'll know whether it's relevant or not. We'll do that tomorrow, but we'll keep it just ACH for now. If you ask a question, your client looks off, they think, they nod to themselves, a little smile on their face, and they're trying to find they're finding it hard to come up with the words to try and explain what's going on. Is that conscious or unconscious? Unconscious, because they're unconscious moments. It's dripping in it. So that's the only part you need to believe. Now, what's crazy is when a client has that verbal diarrhea where it just all comes out, it might only be 1% of that that's pure unconscious information. So you've got to learn to delete 99% of it. The only way to do that is to know which part was unconscious, which part was conscious. And speed's a big factor, but also the response as is a metaphor. That's an unconscious moment. Is there emotions? That's an unconscious moment. Did they pause? Did they sigh? Did they get confused? And it might happen quick, but you've got to catch those things. Does that make sense? Okay, 